Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk episode 161 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Again, we've so much to look back on over the last weekend. There isn't as many games this weekend, I suppose. It's a break for everyone involved, Matt, but we'll be looking back on the four county finals, the senior, intermediate, premier junior, and junior football finals. We'll be looking back on the semi-finals in the Junior A Harlan, the semi-finals in the Camogie, and we'll be looking forward to this weekend when the ladies' football semi-finals are on. So do stay tuned for all of that. The impression the game we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it and that's it. No ifs, no buts. How are you on this Wednesday afternoon, Matt? Are you recovered after a hectic, hectic weekend of county finals? I should look, it was a hectic, hectic weekend. And I suppose um, two of the games I was at at the weekend, um, uh, they were dominated by the weather. And by coincidence, Newcastle West were involved in both of them because... You, you, you saw the dreadful adverse conditions that were on the lead up to the to the county senior football final, but thankfully um, the rain abated anyway during during the game, and at least the prevailing conditions weren't as bad as they were. But I was at the Camogie semi final on Sunday, and um, we'll be talking about it later, Jack. But it, it defies all uh, it defies all conditions that I've ever seen. I, I saw a video from that game. Right? We'll get to, but we'll we'll start with that Newcastle game. Newcastle claiming a fifth ever title. Against Adair, they dethroned Adair obviously with a 1 8 to 5 points win. Um, it was far from a football spectacle that we expected from two great teams, but I suppose you, you get to finals to win, and that's what Newcastle did, Matt. That's what they did. It's all, it's, 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 it's all about winners. Um, I, I, I would say for 45 minutes, Jack, it was as disappointing a final as one could hope to see. Now, you can, you, I, I, I attribute two reasons to it. Um, I, I, I attribute first of all the, the prevailing conditions and the weather conditions, which which made life difficult for everybody and made made underfoot conditions tricky and also made ball handling tricky. But I I I, I think the the big um, the the big reason for it being such a disappointing final was that the sides accorded far too much respect to each other. Now there, there's no doubt that these sides like it, it's it's the new rivalry in Limerick Gaelic football, and 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 they do respect each other, but um, they're probably over-respected um, on on um, Friday evening. And like the, the statistics don't lie, Jack. And and um, like you had a point apiece at the first water break, three points apiece at halftime, four points apiece at the second water break. Was it? I think so. Like you know. And um, you 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 were just wondering was it going to fizzle out into one of those games where it was going to be a drab draw with a drab twenty minutes to come? But lo and behold, um, Newcastle West, to their credit, took the game by the scruff of the neck. 
literally. Of course, the introduction I, I thought of A.J. O'Connor and Dermot Kelly, that brought a bit of freshness and a bit of impetus and uh, a bit of energy at a vital stage because um, it, it, it was a stage when, you know, rather earlier than usual in a game that, that you had tired limbs because uh, the, the players were trying to deal with the adverse conditions. So, <clears throat> but Newcastle West... Um, really closed it out, Jack, in, 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 in the last quarter. And I don't think that Adair or anybody can have any arguments um, that, that, that Newcastle West um, were deserving winners. But what, what Newcastle West showed in, in, in the last 15 minutes, you, you know, it's some, they showed what we expected. You know, that they are a damn good side. And um, uh, all right, I, I've been critical of them for blowing hot and cold in the early stages of the campaign. Um, but if you blow hot and cold and, and, and get away with it, you know, well done. But they, 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 they incrementally and measurably improve game, game, uh, game on game. And um, uh, rather than expecting, uh, we were obviously expecting them to peak in the county final. Such had been the progression up along. But it, it just didn't happen for the reasons we're saying. But it, it, they just showed it in the last quarter of an hour what they could do. And then they went on and they, they, they won the football match and, and won their fifth title. And, you know, delving into the future, Jack, uh, going forward, um, you know, they, they've had an unlucky relationship with the Munster Club Championship in that they were narrowly beaten by Clonmel, narrowly beaten by Nemo Rangers in 2015 and 2019, respectively. And both sides went on to win the Munster Championship. So I, I, I hope... And um, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Jimmy Lee was uh, was telling us after you were there, Jack, um, when 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 he was asked the question about what what changed um, in the running, and he said um, uh, we took the shackles off. The shackles were coming off. Well, I, I certainly hope going into the Munster Championship that the shackles aren't put on at all. Yeah. Um. Let's let's have a go with it from the start. But that that that's for another day because. In that last 15 minutes, we saw what they were capable of. Yeah, I suppose talking about shackles there, and we'll, we'll get back to Newcastle in a minute. Um, for Adair, what really struck me was the placement of Robbie Burke. I mean, how good of a forward Robbie is, and he's obviously a big man. And he was deployed at full back to mark Mike McMahon. Did, like, was a move like that, did that kind of kill Adair before they could ever get started that one of their key attacking threats was in the full back line? Because Robbie, in fairness, never got into the game. Now, he did a good job. And Mike Mack and, and Mike did well scoring a point there later on when Robbie went ahead. But like when you talk about respect there, was that's kind of a dare's downfall, the amount of respect they gave Newcastle. Yeah, they 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 they, pro they probably overthought about Newcastle West and probably accorded over respect. Um but when when I saw Robbie Burke going in at full back, you know, against Mike McMahon, I said, um, this is going to be a serious change. Um, you know, in, in Adair's strategy, and 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 um, uh, but you, you know, you, you give them a bit of slack and you say they've, they've probably tried this out in training and maybe in challenge matches and what have you. But um, it, it was a very, very big call, I thought, um, to to um, to put Robbie Burke in, in at fullback, um, uh, because certainly I, I felt as you alluded to it there, Jack, um, you were weakening your your your, your scoring threat. And you know the the, the Ackerman and the, the football prowess that he he brings, he, even in the middle third, 
you know, was sadly la lacking. But you'd have to say in his absence that Ronan Connolly had an absolutely fine game. Yeah, it was excellent. It was very, very good there at centre-back. Um, and that's the thing. Adair have so many good players. I just thought maybe putting Roy Gleeson, who was midfielder by trade, maybe into full-back or even Jack English, who didn't start, could have been a better call than putting Robbie um, all the way back. But then again, on the flip side, Newcastle have so many players that Adair did well to hold them for the amount of time they did because, as you mentioned, they brought on Darren Kelly. They brought on AJ Connor, who scored 1-1. Gino, they scored 1-2. But that was ever without the likes of Thomas Quilligan, Brian Foley, Colin Foley, Ron O'Connor, like just John Ivers, Thomas Quilligan, you know, the, like um, the, the, the talent that they have at their disposal. And when you when you when you were looking at their bench, um, like Lee Wolf, Dunica Woods, it's, it's it's just incredible. Like you're you're looking at um, the name thirty players, the name fifteen subs, and you, you'd honestly think that that the 15 of them would be starting in a lot of senior teams. Definitely. And Ian Corbett said it after the game. Um, he just said that we we think we have the best, or well, he said, I think we have the best panel in Limerick. And it was mm -hmm. by no means arrogant or cocky or anything. That was just a simple matter of fact that when the Newcastle get their game going, they're the strongest team in the county. And that's just what other teams have to deal Ian, with, really. Yeah, Ian was just nailing it. Nailing a, a simple fact of, of the matter, you know. Simple, straight, honest-to-God fact. It's a fact. Yeah, and, yeah, I have no and, doubt whatsoever. And like, you know, in a 24-hour period that they were contesting the Senior Championship and the Premier Junior A Championship. Yeah, and we'll... You we'll know, get, that, that that in itself is testimony to what we've been saying. We'll get to the Premier Junior in a minute, but um, just two more before we go, just on Newcastle's senior win. I suppose you mentioned that the strength and depth and you mentioned Munster. They'll definitely need that strength and depth when you get into wintry conditions. It's not going to play until December. They've plenty of time to train for but you could pick up injuries or the ground will be very heavy they will need five or six off the bench in Munster when they get there and, and they do have the calibre player to, to make a run on it like they certainly have the calibre of players and I, I mentioned um, um, Ronan Connolly there I, I thought Keane Sheehan was absolutely outstanding again for, for, for Newcastle West what a season he's had but um, for me anyway personally it's, it's not a surprise because um, you know, once he burst on the scene, I, I felt it, that, you know, that he was a very, very special player and he, he's just proven to be that. And of course, James E. Kelly got man of the match <laughs> at centre half back. Yeah, and he, I so, um, he was knocked, I don't know if he was knocked out in the first half, but he was very, I, don't, I think he went off probably with a head injury, but it just shows the player that James E. is that he put his head anywhere. And centre back seems to be the perfect position for him because. He's so well able to read that game, and he did exactly that on Friday evening. He did, and you know the the, the progression from the forwards was um, uh, it it wasn't an overnight um, uh, progression because he is the year before last he moved back to wing back, and now 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 he's in he's he's commanding the centre back position. So you know, good 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 for Jamesy, like. Um, but um, yeah, about going into the Munster Championship, uh, they, they will have to use their they will they will have to use their full squad. But Jack, the, the, you know, and I don't want to preempt or, or talk about the Munster Championship too much at that this remove from it. Um, but it's a long, long way away, and it, Newcastle West are immediately handed a disadvantage in that yeah. they're playing the Waterford Champions, who will be playing games right up. I would say probably. Um, it, it, it is it is not unknown for the Waterford champions um, to win their county championship on a Saturday, not at senior level, 
and to play their Munster club on a Sunday. So um, it looks as if they will be moving right up to deadline, which will you know give them impetus and and um, and and momentum. But obviously, um, I I honestly think looking at the, um, the Newcastle West group of players and particularly looking at their management, I, I I think they have a management team that will ensure that they become grounded very very quickly after this this um, this county win. And, and that they will turn their attention pretty quickly and pretty focused on the Munster Championship. Because you, you did detect, um, when you asked the question um, in, in, in successive interviews on Saturday and Friday evening, you did detect that there was a little bit of hurt there from 2015, 2019, and like there, there seems to be a steely determination this time. Um, and with the advantage of, the game probably being being in Newcastle West, and I can see no reason whatsoever why it would be anywhere else. Um, yeah. uh, you know, they fancy their chances. And um, I, was it Ian Corbett was saying it that you know he said you must remember we have yet to win a Munster Club Championship game. Yeah, you know, so that 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 gives you an idea and and um uh, you, you know that there's unfinished business in that competition and and Newcastle West are not finished here yeah i i said it someone the other day i said one lads i think Newcastle will win it and i think if they can guess just hit the the ground running i think they have i don't i can't imagine that there's a squad in Munster i know carrying Corker are always strong that could be possibly stronger than this Newcastle side because it like the bench would get to probably the, the county final alone not to mind the starting 15 but before we digress from the senior championship, Matt, and we did it with the hurling as well, who were your standout players in the football championship? I know we obviously couldn't see all the games from what you've seen. I know you've mentioned Keen Sheehan a nice bit. Um, who was the standout player or players that you saw this year? Well, I would have Keen as the outstanding player. Every, every, every game that I saw him playing, um, he, he had an absolute game for the edges against Clahan in dire conditions in the quarterfinal. Um, uh, when things were going against him uh, in the Galbley game, um, he, he, he shone. Uh, for me, he, he has been the player of the competition. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen enough games to, to disagree with Arnie Sandu has played twice. But one player I did want to mention was um, Robbie Childs from yes. Gales. And you saw Robbie um, a few yeah. times. And I saw him up close and personal. I thought he was exceptional all year as well. Yeah, Robbie. Robbie was exceptional. No, he didn't have as many games, obviously, in that yeah. in that Kean Sheehan had 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 the extra game. But certainly, Robbie had an absolutely he had an absolutely fantastic uh, fa fantastic campaign, absolutely fantastic. And again, um, with Robbie Childs, why are we surprised? You yeah. know, the, the the two players that we are mentioned there now, it, it should it be a surprise? No, it shouldn't. No. I don't think Jack. The you know. Absolutely, um, really, really great footballers. Yeah, and it bodes well for Billy Lee's side. This a lot, a lot of Limerick players we saw on show this year were continued in that brilliant form that has brought Limerick from Division Four right of contention to get to Division Two. So it does bode well, but we're not finished football yet. And um, Newcastle couldn't cap the perfect weekend, and we talk about strength and depth and the 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 ser like the serious nature of that junior Premier Junior squad. But they were beaten by Father Casey's two eight to one seven. And you had actually gone for Father Casey's. Like, they have so much underage talent coming through, Matt. Like, it probably isn't a surprise to see. Now, it will be difficult next year to play senior intermediate, but a fully deserved win by all reports from Turnafulla for Father Casey's. 
on Saturday in the Premier Junior Final. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't there, so I was depending on on on, on reports and second hand. But my judgment was that um, Father Casey's um, would win it, and I I. I one of the reasons in which I outlined last week why I thought so was because they were eliminated from the senior championship earlier. And whilst Newcastle West may be in the run into the county senior final, may not have burned any of their junior players. But there was always the feeling there um, and there was a certain amount of split focus there for some players Will I be with the juniors or will I eventually be with the seniors? That kind of thing. Whilst New Ca Father Casey's had a straight focus. It's it's down to this now, lads. It's 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 the junior, it's the premier junior football championship or burst. You know, and looking at their squad again, and I, I went through their squad in detail, and I felt that there was a very, very good blend there between um, the players that <coughs> would have senior experience. <coughs> And the players that are coming through from a succession of very, very, very successful um, minor teams. They won another minor championship over the weekend. Yeah. While, whilst we were in in, 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 um, in in McNeville Park on Friday evening, they were, they were, they were winning the, the under-19 championship, beat, beating Galbley. Five, seven to ten points. So that, that, that gives you a sense of, of, of what's coming through. And probably is you ask yourself the question, is there too much coming through that you, you just cannot get a proper blend? And um, but but certainly that, that was part of the reason for my judgment that 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 Father Cases would win it, that they had an absolute three weeks to focus on on the um on the um the final and on completing the junior. Premier Junior Football Championship. Whilst, as 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 um, Jim, Jimmy Lee told us, I think it was in the in the press conference before the, the the county final that the seniors and juniors were playing together or were training together. And whilst that is an absolutely ideal situation, but you wonder what's in guys' heads. You know, some guys' heads. Um, should I be on the senior team? I'm on the junior team. Should I be on the senior team? You know, maybe the focus wasn't as Intense as it should have been on the juniors, so you know. But um, obviously, by all accounts, father cases were worthy of worthy winners, Jack. Yeah, and they'll have. I don't know. It's a it's a dilemma, definitely, with having senior and intermediate next year. And we saw Monaline uh, didn't work out very well for Monaline, but like it just another testament to the strength and depth of football and Abbey Field. Like, and the best to look to them with it, and they were deserved Premier Junior winners the inaugural. Premier Junior Championship and again we'll credit the Limerick board for what they did and there probably was a bit of a divide we saw a lot of heavy scorelines last year all that's been eradicated and overall a big success in its first year Matt yeah I, I yeah yeah I absolutely I I, I first of all um it, it has been an outstanding success and I what, what I would say to him is well done for going for it and well gone well done for pulling it off and um, you know that there was um, there was something slightly surreal about the final, as we said last week. And that, first of all, you had four groups of three, and that the, the two sides came out of the one group, and that they got a both of them got a walkover in the group, which is very, very, very disappointing. Um, I, I have to say that 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 um, in a championship, um, you know, because. You know, at the start of the year, one has to know 
if if you're entering into a championship, well, what your resources are and whether whether you're equipped to do so or not. And this 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 I'm making this now as a general point, and I'm I'm, I'm not making the point directed at Hospital Herberstone, who were the the the, the club that were involved. Um, but I, I think there is a lesson in it, probably for for clubs going forward, that that um, that um, you know take stock of what you have, and and yeah. and don't go in above your head. You yeah. know, and in, in in the interest of the competition, like because, um, like I I would honestly say that. You know, there was probably no one more disappointed that they didn't get games than Abif, than Father Casey's and Newcastle West in the group stages. They played, yeah. <coughs> they played each other, came out of the group stages, had very, very difficult quarterfinals, Jack. Let's not forget that. Newcastle West had Mona Gay, who were beaten in the Junior A final last year. Um, uh, Father Casey's had, had the perennial nearly men of the competition, uh, Kilkeely Drumkeen, and they both got through by a, by a single point. But yeah. you'd have to think, had they an extra game or two, that they would have been better equipped going into those quarterfinals. Yeah, it didn't seem to face them. But, um, so much for the rant for today, Jack. Yeah, look, you just you just hate to see anything give a walkover. No one wants to get a walkover in the first place, and no one wants to give one. So um, hopefully that'll be the last we see of walkovers. So it's turning attention back to but your 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 initial point, Jack, is absolutely right. Um, the 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 the, the new structure is a success. Yeah. It's a success, and um, it, it's an unqualified success. Yeah, it was brilliant. And you know, full full marks to the county board, and and I know like that the plan is that if if I suppose we have to say no. Even though hospital numbers have collapsed today, there's what thirty something less in hospital than there was yesterday. Um, um, that if we get if we get back to normal, um, the plan would be that it would be two sixes instead of four threes. I see, yeah, that's the hope for everyone to have as many mm -hmm. games as possible. Um, moving on, then back up the ranks, we suppose, in Premier Junior, and we'll have a new team in senior next year, Matt. And um, the incredible rise of Kildare Palace Kinnery across both codes continues. Uh, they were two 10 to 14 winners over Akil in the intermediate final. Their first ever win at the grade and fully deserving, Matt. And we were both there in Mick Neville the other night. I suppose Raquel started better um, and Kalaya Panas Kennery got a black card and it seemed to focus the minds because um, once once Brian Howard went off and then came back on, Kalaya were in full control and, and they didn't ease to victory. I won't say that, but they were in control from probably the 25th minute first half right to the end, Matt. Yeah, you called it right, Jack. You felt Kildama Palace Kenry would win it. I, I, I thought that the experience and, and possibly the heart of having lost 2018 and so many players still involved um, would, would, would have motivated um, Ratkeel. But, Jack, uh, we, we, were, we have been very critical in the last few minutes about, about the, the senior final and, and we keep about, talk about keeping the best wine to last. I think the best wine was on the table on Friday night, um, was, 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 was out first because we had a very, very good game. And you're right about uh, Kildaimo Palace, Kenray. Um, they're, they're going to be seeing her in hurling and football next year. But Jack, there is, there has to be a Nitas in that club that is so, so admirable and that you would absolutely die for. Because if you notice the progression, 
the progression of um, how they've got to the top from where they were. You know, it's absolutely the, the, the blueprint looks simple. You know, build, build, stage, stage by stage. Um, but very, very few succeeded. And and you need a special ethos and a special mindset in the in a club to carry it off. And heartiest of congratulations to Kildaimo Palestinri. It's 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 a dream story, it's it's a fairy tale rise through the ranks in football. Probably more a fairy tale um than than it is in hurling. Because yeah. we certainly didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. And I suppose, Jack, you didn't see it coming when this competition started. And we certainly didn't see it coming when they lost in the second round to Krakora Manister. We, we, we certainly didn't see it coming. And whilst when the hurlers were coming, like um, we, we, weren't that, we weren't saying will they, uh, we were saying when will they. You, you know, it, it, it was only a matter of when the breakthrough would come. But absolutely, it, it, it was an incredible performance. Now, Raquel started off on the front foot. And I, the one reservation, I had seen Raquel beat from Bradford. And uh, the, the one reservation, and I spoke about this reservation here last week, you'll recall, Jack, about, um, that I had about Raquel was that um, for all their good approach play, and it is very good, um, it, they don't mirror it on the scoreboard to the extent yeah. that they should. And um, whilst it didn't come back to haunt him the evening that I saw him, and um, looking at their score against um, Gerald Griffins, I, I probably said to myself, um, look, this, this has been rectified. But it, it certainly to a degree, like because in fairness now, they should have had a couple more points early, in, particularly in the first quarter. <laughs> and like a certain um, window of opportunity um Open to him when 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 Brian Howard was was black carded for ten minutes, but like while Brian Howard was off the field, um, Kildama Palace can re um, score three points to Rakeels too. Yeah, you know, and 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 when he came when he came back on, then you 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 actually had them, um, you know, you had the full impact of 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 um, of um, Kildama Palace Kenry, um, to such an extent. That, that, that they had turned it right around from the early stages. They, they were two points down after a couple of minutes, you know, and they were, what, three points down at another stage, and they, they were a point up at halftime. But it would be totally remiss of us, Jack, not to mention the contribution of Peter Nash. Yeah, on and off. I, I, I know we're singling out players and, and all, all all that 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 sort of thing, but um, Peter Nash um, was absolutely... Look, what can you say? Incredible? Does it yeah. does it even cover it? <coughs> they, they score two ten. Look, the, the simple facts are: they score two ten. He gets eight points, and he directly provides the two goals for for for, for Larkin O'Leary. The first yeah. one was one over the top, and the second one was a quick thinking, close in, quick free. Yeah, and you have to give credit to Larkin O'Leary as well because um, the first one he hit, I think it was actually Connor Staff that delivered the first ball because we were debating mm. was Connor going for a point or not. But yeah. he wins the ball well and finishes expertly. And the second one, then I suppose, to have the confidence to take it off Peter because it's, mm. it's a given that Peter was. Yeah, but the, or the original ball over the top was Peter Nash. Yeah, true. <laughs> But the, the second goal as well, it's it's a given score. So for him to have the confidence to take it on and Peter to have the confidence in his teammates, um, just an excellent, excellent work goal from there. 
they never looked like losing. But on Peter, not just on the field, off the field. We spoke to him um, after the game. I spoke to him after the game against St. Sinans. And you could see how much it means to him. You could see how much it means to the club. Um, you know, And you talk about that ethos. If you watch that interview with Peter, you can see it right there that they don't see it as hurling football. Like They just see it as Kalina Palace Kinnery as one club. And it's really refreshing to see a club have that mindset, especially when there's so much talk of just playing one code. Absolutely. But, you know, the, 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 the general point that you'd make about Peter Nash, what, what, a grounded young, what a grounded young man and what, 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 a, what an individual and what a player to, ha- to, to have on your side. Because, like, when you, when you think of Kildaimo Palace, Kinry Hullers, you immediately think of Kyle Hayes, you immediately think of, of Darren O'Connell, you immediately think of Barry O'Connell. But one of the unsung heroes... Of of that um, uh, Kildaimo Palace team, right through the rise up through the hurling ranks, has been Peter Nash, yeah, an unsung hero. Now he's one of the real leaders on this football team, along with and you have to mention as well when it comes to leadership, and on the football field for Kildaimo Palace Kenry, um, Tony McCarthy has few has few peers. And like you know, the story that's that's doing the rounds, and which which um, Peter re- recounted to us there after the game about himself and and um, uh, and Tony McCarthy Tony. and and um, John Chalk ringing up to fifty players to see who was going to become involved. Hmm. You know, this, this, this like and maybe even at that stage, I I don't know had had John Chalk even the sins of playing, perhaps maybe. Maybe yeah. I, I don't know, but like this is what I'm saying about the ethos in the club. If you have guys like that that are prepared to go away and do that kind of work and put in that kind of slug, put in that kind of groundwork and getting things up and running, you're in a very good place, Jack. Yeah, and I suppose that's five county titles, six if you include the county cup for the likes of Tony and Peter and um, I don't know who else has been around that, that time in between both, but moving on from Lads winning five or six count titles. Um, the Junior A Championship, Phoenix Media beat um, Kamal Grovers 110 to 9, and it was a title for Pat Donnelly. And I'm not sure the rest of the lads have played with from Broadford, but 11 count titles is incredible, Matt. But just firstly, for FINA to get into the Premier Junior ranks, I suppose if that was a 2014 competition, they wouldn't have had much aspirations for a count title. And again, you see the beauty of it from both sides, and Phoenix Media well deserving winners in the end. Yeah, it, it 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 was a peculiar game, and 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 um, we did mention last week about um, the, the the potential the, uh, of you know what Patrick Donnelly would bring to the table, and um, um, certainly I was at the game, and and um, uh, I was what I was expecting to he he he'd bring to the table. He brought it, but with a lot more. Um, he was absolutely outstanding, hu- hugely, absolutely, hugely, hugely influencing. influencing. And in my judgment, um, you know, Phoenix and Media were going to win it because it's that little abstract thing that you cannot catch in your hand or you cannot see. It, it's that little thing called experience. And experience at senior level. And Patrick Donnelly was just one of them. You had Daniel Gare in goal. You had Gerard O'Garman in midfield. You had John O'Garman at centre forward. You had Brian Hannigan, um, who came on as a sub. Sean Murray would have been on, were it not for a cruciate. And and uh, th- these fellas have played senior football with Drum Broadford. 
and um, it, 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 that you know, when the going got tough, um, they knew what was what it was all about. Like, like <coughs> you'll recall the glory days of Drum Broadford, Jack, when they were never beaten. You, you know, and they dug out the most unlikely of results. And, and the one thing that they never did was they never panicked. Now, it looked at halftime in this game um, that it was job done for Phoenix Media. It was 1-6 to two points. And you you just wondered, and I, looking around, and I, I was saying to myself, um, where is the spark going to come um, that might ignite a response? Um, from from um, Camogue Rovers, um, but w w whether um, w whether um, Willem Willem Coffey, their manager, bugged my train of thought or not, he 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 certainly he certainly he certainly found a way, and they came out after half time and they kicked four points one after another, um, and 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 suddenly it it it, it was a one score game and and uh, the, the the gauntlet was really thrown down to um to Phoenix Media at this stage. And it, it would be very, very hard to attribute it um, to any one particular player, although uh, I, I thought Andrew O'Neill at midfield had, had a huge game and a huge influence on, on the game. But you, you, you'd guys like um, Christopher Crotty, who scored four points from play, coming, looking for the ball when they weren't doing it to the same extent in the first half because <coughs> Kamal Rovers didn't press forward in the first half. And... <clears throat> You know, they, they suddenly they suddenly discovered, like at halftime, that that this was the only hope. This was the only possible route to redemption, um, and it nearly paid off. And they had reduced the margin to three points when when Jimmy O'Sullivan kicked two points in two minutes just before the second water break. And that kind of and and Patrick Dunley admitted to me after he said. We thought at that stage that that it was job done, but it wasn't job done. Hmm. It, it, may, it might have been job done as far as Phoenix and Media were concerned, but certainly not as far as Camogue Rovers were concerned. And they kept chipping away at it, chipping away at it, and they eventually got it down to two points. And and um, uh, you you would have to say uh, now they closed it out quite well. I, I Daniel Gayer, I, I, I thought was a huge influence in goal. I, I thought Morris Fitzgibbon at fullback had a fine game uh, as well, and you had Patrick Donnelly. So you're, you're talking about the spine leading you, but um, um, they were hanging on a small bit at the finish. I'd say to say they were hanging on, I, I, I don't think would would be correct. They were slanging, hanging on slightly. When you when you're sitting on a two point lead, and when you're into injury time, and when there's a certain amount of momentum and impetus with the opposition, you are hanging on a bit. But but they, they, they saw it out anyway, and it, a significant win for for um, Phoenix Media. You must remember it was their their, uh, their first um, football title since 2013. When they won the Junior B Championship, and like they've they've had it, they've had a checkered existence since. Um, two years after that, they went out of existence as a football force for five years, only to return last year. So um, th th this is their second year back now. Um, to coincide with the, the time that they were out of football, 
you 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 had the exodus of of, of the, the the football players who went in and um, threw in their lot with Trum Bradford and what a huge boost to Trum Bradford and of course now they've come back and they they they, they have been a boost for their for, for their native fina now look at Kamau Rovers first time ever in the final looking for a first adult um um a first adult um title and I was asked before the game if if I knew if there were any club in the county that hasn't won an adult title I, um, apart from themselves. I certainly can't. Um, I, I I couldn't think of anybody. If any of our listeners knows a club, may, perhaps they might inform us. But they they they, you know, it 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 was a day that. All right, you could say they were stage struck in the first half. Um, I, I think they probably, you know, um, their approach was wrong in that they didn't press, in that they didn't press forward enough in the first half. Um, but by God, they gave it a fair shot in the second half, Jack. Yeah, they did. But ultimately, you must remember, as I said last week, um, they are part of Bruff Parish, yeah. mainly mainly located in the Mianis end of it. So you know, it 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 was a great boost for them to get to a county final. It would have been massive for them to win it. Yeah, it would. But look, Phoenix and got over the line. Um, I suppose we've plenty of time before the Munster Championships get in. So for now, the best look to Newcastle, Killian Palace, Kennery, and Mount Collins would represent Limerick in the junior because there was two second teams in the final. They beat Croom in the uh, kind of a preliminary game. To see who gets who gets into Munster, but. The Munster Championships aren't starting until the first week, the 4th and 5th is the weekend in December. So we'll have plenty of time to look forward to those, Matt. Uh, moving on from the football into hurling, um, and we'll come back to football in a minute. We'll go through the Junior V games together. But in hurling, Caroline and St. Kieran's set up a Junior A hurling championship final. Um, St. Kieran's beat Paddy Brick and Bohemore on Saturday, and Caroline beat St. Pat's on Friday evening. And I suppose... We probably didn't see, we definitely didn't see this at the start of the year, but even come up to the semi-finals, you, you would have said Caroline were outsiders against St. Pat's, and I, I went for Kieran's in the semi-final, but I don't know if that was more so to go against you. So it's a it's a really novel final we have, Matt. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a novel final, and um, I made my judgment on, on, on St. Kieran's in that, um, you know, I, I'd seen him in the quarter-final, Um even though I did predict that they would be doing in in the quarter in the quarter final, which they did, um, but you know, I, I I thought on that particular day that there wasn't a look of county champions about him. Um, but um, you made the point last week, Jack, and 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 tis 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 very 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 valid and very very relevant. St. Kieran's had made themselves very very difficult to beat. And when you're when you're going into concluding stages of a championship where where it's tight like this, um, that is one characteristic that will take you places, and that, that there is no doubt. And like they they have a very good sprinkling of very very good hurlers and very experienced hurlers. And you must remember that there's also a residue of, of of the players that were back there when they won the county last. Was it in 2012 or 2013? And and reached the monster final of that year when they were beaten by Kildare. So, like, it, it isn't as if they're they, as if they have, you know, lack of experience there, and you know, the McCarthy's, Ian Mackesy, Anthony Mulno, um, Donny Nolan, they bring all that sort of of experience to the table, and you you have, you have younger players coming through there. But 
yeah, I agree with you. Um, it, it is, I suppose, you could describe it. Um, at the start of the season, we would have said it would be an unlikely final. Yeah, definitely unlikely. Now, Caroline, um, you know, they, 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 they have, um, you know, they are a surprise packet. But um, Demin Galan is over there and did mention it last week, you know, um, would, would not underestimate for one minute what, what he brings to the table. So um, even though I thought that, uh, and, and I think there was a general school of thought around the place, that, that St. Pat's, <coughs> when it came down to the last four, that St. Pat's were the likely winners, or certainly favourites, because yeah. particularly because of the Hegarty brothers. So, um, yeah, it's a surprise final, and we'll be looking forward to it next week. Um, not, not just looking forward to it in Treaty Talk, but we'll be, we'll be looking forward to the action on Saturday week in Kilmallock. Yeah, that, that final is on Saturday week, the 13th in Kilmallock at 2 o'clock. Just talking there with Hegarty, just a quick note. Um, Tiermann was time for St. Pat's against the Skeeton on Sunday morning, the 21 championship. Now, fairness to Skeeton, they got a win, very good win, 2 16 to 3 8. Um, this first time Skeeton won the 21s game in a long time, as far as I can remember. Um, some great performances all over the field, but um, Dearman was playing. I think he got three eight on the day. He scored one magical goal in the first half, but um, the boys did well to curtail his influence second half. But just a side note, to shout out to the boys there who got got the job done on Sunday. Um, he scored. He scored the entire three eight. Was it? I think he did. Yeah, he was on freeze now as well. But um, I think he, maybe he didn't get one score. But I think he accounted for all the scores. But um, the boys did well in him as well because a player like that caliber, if you can curtail his influence somewhat, and um, you're going a long way to stopping. Him and Pats in general, and that's what the boys didn't. They've knocked any on Friday now, so best look to them again. Um, yeah, we'll it, but just, just, just on that point now, if um, and we, we probably missed it in the context of the senior football final. Um, the way that Newcastle West uh coped with Hugh Burke and the threat of Hugh Burke was, was yeah. crucial. And, and and we spoke last week in the context of the senior hurling final how um Kilmallock dealt with Keen Lynch and, and um Galan. And like it's very, very important that these key players, these game changers, these match winners, and these in game influencers, you know, if you can curtail them, it, it goes a long, long way, Jack. Yeah, and I suppose with Adair in, in the meantime, they curtailed a lot of Newcastle's star power with Keen Sheehan and Ian Corbin, but then they were able to bring on AJ Connor and Dermot Kelly off the bench and tired legs lead to things like that. And class will, will inevitably... Um, show and that's what happened for Newcastle. Um, moving then on into the Junior B, um, I'll just put the, the results here, Matt. Is there was six of the eight quarterfinals played in the Junior B hurling. You had Bruff beat Napiershig 116 to 15, Blackrock beat Kildine Palace Henry 27 points to 218, and Adair beat Pally Brick and Moher 216 to six points. And that will mean that, um, <laughs> looking at the semi finals. I kept more Newcastle obviously didn't play because they Newcastle involvement in the football. The winners kept more Newcastle, which play this week will play uh, Black Rock, and then you've Bruff and Adair in the other um, semi final. Um, before we move on to the football, Matt, any big surprises there from the hurling side of the draw? No, uh, absolutely none. Um, all, all went according to what what the expectation was. Maybe the margin that Adair defeated Ballybrick and more more. Maybe slight, um, but you know, no question about it. Adair were favourites going go, going into it. it. It just kept a very, very 
a very very difficult week for for Barry Brick and Barmore, who who were, you know, who were fighting uh, on three championship fronts eight days earlier in in the junior A football championship, uh, the junior A hurling championship, and the junior B hurling championship. But fair juice to to, to Barry Brick and Barmore. Um, it's 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 a sign that they, that 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 they are coming and incrementally improving year on year and. Um, uh, they they will be disappointed at the at the moment like to to see it all going in 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 eight days, but such a sport, Jack. Yeah, and if you were to call from the remaining, I suppose there are five teams. Cap Moore and Cap West is out uh, are on this Saturday, so we'll be down to four then. But from the five teams that remain in Matt, if you had to nail the colours to the mast. Jeez, Jack, I'm finding it very hard with two, not a mind five. <laughs> I'll leave you. I'll yeah. give you another week, so I'll give you another week. You, so well, week. yeah, I. <sighs> I saw Black Rock and Bruff. I was impressed with them. Um, I have a sense the Capamore are quite good. You know, and we know they are good. Look, yeah, it's, I... it's, 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 it's building up to a fine climax. Now, don't discount Newcastle West. Yeah, you're basically giving a shout-out to every team that's remaining is what you're doing there. Um, in the Junior B Football you Championship... You invited it, Jack. Uh, in Junior B Football Championship, Granite Bellingary and Fedemore didn't play as far as I'm concerned. The, the weather... Um, stop the game if I'm wrong. Correct me there, no Matt. Um, Munger St. Paul's gave Galbally a walkover. Um, that's Munger St. Paul's third team. So um, I suppose like after after winning the the hurling, I think um, there was a share, there was a share of lads gone away as well. I don't know what the reason for it anyway, but Galbally are true. Um, the Cahan are true as well. Three twelve to two eight winners over Croom and Knockaderry beat Knockan one ten to one eight. And that leaves us with the situation. I'm just getting the quarterfinals up here, or the semifinals up here, Matt. Um, Clahan will play the winners of Granabell and Gary or Fedamore, and that will leave uh, Nakaderi to play Galilee in the last four. Any any comments on those results, Matt? Uh, no, no. Um, I I don't think there's there's any surprise in there. You're right. Um, the the the. Uh, the Fedemore game um, fell fell victim. Fedemore Granabell and Gary game fell victim to the weather. Um, uh, no surprise. Um, just a small little, and as we as said to you off air, and as I said earlier on in the context of Hospital Halberstown, um, a little tinge of of, of um, disappointment that we come to a quarter final of a championship and that 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 there is a walkover. Um, um, Listeners will probably be saying, "What's he going on bleating about walkovers um, at this time of the year?" But look, um, it, it's very disappointing in the concluding stages of the championship. But um, I, I, I fully respect Mungret's Mungret's um, Saint Paul's position, and and um, you know you can have nothing but admiration for for Mungret Saint Paul's because. Um, this is a club now that had that fielded an intermediate in junior A and 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 junior B and did did something similar in 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 the hurling and in a lot of the underage grades um they field teams in in two different divisions in the top division and maybe the third division which um they they're just trying to to um. Uh, cater for as many many people as possible in in there, but it, it it was a pity that their year ended up like like that, and um, uh, I I suppose Galbally will be disappointed as well because um like they they probably would have looked forward um 
to the opportunity of testing themselves ahead of what will be a very, very tricky quarterfinal against Nakaderi. Yeah, they will. I, I would think uh, the West teams are quite strong this year. I would probably, I haven't seen Grand Ballangari play since the, they won the West Championship, but I would fancy Grand Ballangari uh, for what it's worth. Um, before we get on to yeah, this, I, 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 I would think at this remove that um, you, you would probably fancy a strong possibility of a repeat of the West final in the county final. Yeah. Strong possibility. But, you know, um, Fedemore might have Fed might have other ideas. Galbley and Clahan might have other ideas. Of course, they have other ideas. So, you know, we've got to wait and see. But um, it, it looks as if the strong division... Now, I thought the South was the strong division in hurling. But it, 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 it is quite apparent. Um, it is quite apparent now that there's... there's um, um, you know that I, I I think the Jonah B hurling championship is wide open, Jack. At this stage, yeah. Um, that remains to be seen. Obviously, the Crown Ball and Gary versus Fedmore game is on this Saturday as well, so we'll know the final four at the weekend. And um, before we get into this weekend's action, we have to look back last weekend as well to come to the Camogie championship match. And we have a repeat and um, pairing in the final for this year as we had last year. And uh, Newcastle West overcame a hand. One seven six points in a game you were at, and I know we've been talking about it. The conditions definitely played their part, and then Khalidi are starting to hit hit their stride. The defending champions they beat um, a hand four nine one four. Sorry, I said um, Newcastle West beat Granabell and Gary. You were at that game, Matt. Um, conditions um, as bad as you've ever seen, I'd say. Yeah, the worst I've ever seen, Jack. You know, and I, I know we can be we can be prone to exaggeration when the conditions are bad and saying we've never seen worse, but this this. This was really, really, really it. Um, you were sort of hopeful on the way to the ground, um, travelling back from Glenroe, that um, there seemed to be mixed weather and um, there seemed to be a let-up on it and you were sort of hoping against hope. And when I got to the ground, um, it, 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 it was bordering on being dry rather than wet. But by God, before the match, about what, 10, 15 minutes before the match, did it really, really come down and, 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 and kept at it. Now... I would have to say, Jack, that what I'm talking about now is the prevailing conditions. The Newcastle West pitch was in excellent condition, despite that. Now, there, there were doubts about the game getting started at all. The referee, Seamus Hayes, certainly had reservations, and rightly so, um, about, about the, uh, the merit of playing the game in the, in, 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 in the conditions. But um, both sides seemed to be adamant Um that the game would be played, and and Jack, it, it drew it it drew what was, in my opinion, a crowd of record proportions for a Limerick club match. A huge crowd there, and um, uh, they, 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 you know, like in fairness, it had all the ingredients. It had all the ingredients of of, of being a great game. Now we fancied Newcastle West at, at, at the start. We fancied Newcastle West. Um, well, from right from the start of this championship, we 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 fancied Newcastle West. But you know, they, they were really put to the pin of their collar. Really, Jack, it, it it wasn't a convincing performance, not a convincing win by Newcastle West by any manner or means. And I would just have loved Jack. I would just have loved if 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 um if it had been a fine day because like the ingredients and the personnel were there to give us a great great game because you you know you had you had 
what had transpired eventually to Jack was a shootout between Rebecca De Lee of, of Newcastle West, who scored 1-5 from freeze of the 1-7, and Rebecca Noonan of Granibel and Gary, who got their entire six points, five of them from freeze. And that, that's what you'd expect in, 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 in the day that was in it. But um, I just just looking at the two sides when they when when they squared up, um, like you know, you, you look at Granaban and Gary. They, they probably went in as outsiders. Fiona Hickey at, uh, in goal, Emer Hickey fullback, Sarah Carey, Vera Sheehan, Vera Sheehan uh, at midfield, and very 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 busy perform, very very busy performance. You had Rebecca Noonan, you had Laura Frawley in 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 the half forward line, you had Moret Fitzgerald inside. Like they were, they were quite capable of 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 really putting it up up to Newcastle West, but. Um, uh, he, the whole thing was governed by the weather, unfortunately, Jack. And and um, it, it 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 was a pity because, like, it, look, like it, it was one of those games that so many people look forward to because they voted with their feet and turned up, you know. And um, it, it it was disappointing that that the girls weren't allowed to show what we know they're capable of. Yeah, with the signs certainly bode well for Grenabell and Gary, but it, it's two castles day, a third final in a row for them. And then obviously Khalidi and defending champions are back there and we got a great final last year. So definitely looking for more of the same this year. Um, I suppose it has to be said, and we'll touch on it with the football this weekend, but for the Newcastle girls who obviously ha, um, are involved with Mona Gay and All Mill football as well, it has been so busy. Oh, sure. Look, it, it is because um, we'll, we'll be talking about it in a minute. Like, um, like that there, there was part four or five of them, and they were playing with all mill, and um, the possibly six or seven of them playing with with Mona Gay. Um, and um, these would be mainly frontline Newcastle West players. And like, you're you're just wondering if if Mona Gay were to meet all mill in 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 the um. In, in the oh, county yeah. ladies football final, um, there could only be one venue it could be played in anywhere, Jack, I suppose, and that would be Newcastle West. Yeah, it would be nearly a halfway house between Arden and Monaghan, if, if possible. But, um, look, um, uh, that, that's for another day, we'll be talking about it in a minute. But that, that could be up to certainly double figures of yeah. the Newcastle West Camogie team are involved in the ladies football semi finals this weekend. Yeah, before we digress to the ladies' football, um, just on Khalidi, um, a comprehensive win. The weather conditions were probably a bit better. I wasn't there now myself, but um, still score four nine. They didn't hit the net in the group stages, so to score a goal will be a big boost for them. And and they they got over the line last year with winning the championship. They have that win over Newcastle West, so momentum is definitely building in Khalidi. It is, and they they you know they they they, they probably have got it dead right, and and. Um, uh, we were speculating that it might be the case, you, you know, just get out of the group stages um, w- without really peaking. And then you have two games to retain your title. You have a semi-final and you you have a final. And it, it, it is obviously, it's obvious anyway that certainly the tempo in and uh, in, in um, Kilidia has been upped. And certainly the momentum is building there just at the right time. And it, it, it gives us what we look forward to as it will be a fantastic final. But let's hope, Jack, let's hope it's the girls rather than the elements decided. Yeah, that, that's definitely the hope. And just look with the way 
the way um it, it's so late in the year um you just have to be hopeful that's all you can do i suppose like we have the the final parent intermediate as well it's going to be capmore versus monlean capmore obviously beaten last year in the final and Adair are into the junior final. Um, their opponents are unknown as of yet. Um, it'll be either Galbally or Parswell. That game was postponed, again, I, I suppose, to, to weather conditions. So still a lot of camogie to play there, Matt, and I, I plenty to look forward to. But games... Yeah, this... and, and um, the, the, the stage is set now for the B final in that um, uh, Bruff beat um, Krakor in the play- playoff five points to three. Again, I'd say a victim of the weather. And... Maybe not. It might be just that they're two very evenly matched teams because you will recall the playoff was necessitated by the fact <coughs> that they drew in the first round six points apiece. So Bruff will now play in a piercing in the senior B final and the losers will play Krakora in the relegation playoff. Yeah, again, there's so much hurling to do and there's a lot, a lot, to be, a lot of... Come out with you played. I suppose moving on to this weekend, Matt, and we actually have games to look forward to, so we'll we'll get to them now. Um, in its ladies football, I'll just drop a list of the games here. Um, all fixtures are on Sunday. This Sunday, um, Old Mill versus Ballylanders at two o'clock in the first semi finals in the senior grade, and Monaghan versus St Elbys in a repeat of last year's final. Um, at two o'clock in the semi final, then intermediate you have Ula versus Munger St Pauls at eleven, and Marubor versus Drumbroadford in Martinstown at eleven. Uh, the junior A is into round five, from what I can tell. Um, Adair and Galti Gales are through already. Um, Mahan need a win if they're to bypass the Tay. And I think Rudy Gales are assured of their place. Um, and then in the junior B, it's St. Elwes versus Father Casey's in a straight knockout. Whoever whoever wins that game will get through to the semi finals, um, as far as I, I'm sure. You have Monaghan, Krumer through on the other side already, and Drew Broadford are through in that group. But um, looking at the senior games, Matt. Um, firstly, a repeat of the final between Monaghan and St. Elby's. Um, it's a Mount Watering clash. Monaghan have been very impressive this year. Old Mill stuttered out of their group with a pair of draws, but then then had that win in the quarterfinals, seemed to build it nicely. Um, Monaghan, obviously, we mentioned, will have a share of tired legs in the in the or in the in the camp. Um, it should be another even game, and they've played out some classics in recent years. Yeah, I did. obviously the LB's Monaghan game will be, we you know, probably takes into stage and then um, all million Ballylanders will, will, will forgive me for that because um, it is, as you say, a repeat of last year's final when um, St. LB's just dug it out by nine points to 1-4 to, um, to and um, like, you know, like LB's, we, we spoke about them um, and um, Kilidi in in the context of the Komogi, um just just getting through. I, I suppose in in football you could you you could probably say the same about um, about ALBs because um, they certainly through the group stages anyway because they played out two draws with Ballylanders and and with All Mill and then they went on and they they beat Bridget's to to make it to the semi final and. Um, uh, Monaghan took the shorter route in that they had two straight wins, a huge win over Fiona Castleman, which was a surprise, and and uh, a win then over over St. Bridget's. And, um, uh, you know, whether it's an advantage or a disadvantage, um, you know, they've been idle now with maybe over three weeks. So um, uh, the, um, it could be four weeks actually when they play, um, that, um, might be a certain 
bit of advantage to St. Elby's there to the fact that they have played Bridgets in, in, in a quarter final. Now, they're missing Caroline Hickey from last year, uh, who, who's a huge loss, loss, huge loss to Limerick as well. Caroline is in Dubai at the moment um, and gone abroad for a while. Um, but, but they have been boosted by the return of Mairead Kavanagh. And, and we know what Murray brings to the table, like we saw what she did in Croke Park in 2018 um, with, with Limerick. And um, she she was away last year, um, but, but she's back in, in the fall this year, although her sister Neve, I think, is, is due to miss the game due to injury. So, um, but then you 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 look at at, at Mourne again, and by God, don't they have a high-powered management team? Martin O'Sullivan, Newcastle West is the manager, and you have a backroom team: <coughs> Mike Quilligan, Jolie, or Owen Hurley. Um, uh, there's there's somebody else, Jamesy Kelly. Um, high-powered, a high-powered management team, and um, of course, like they they will. They will be out on an atonement mission, Jack. Make no mistake about it. Um, uh, because in, in fairness last year, um, they were desperate, desperate, desperate unlucky to, to lose the county final down in Nockaderry that day. So um, you, you're, you're going to have them on an atonement mission. So it, 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 it makes for a very, very, very good game. Um, uh, and it's on down in Clarine at 2 o'clock on Sunday. And um, it's one that's very, very, very hard to call. But if 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 I were pressed, and and um, you would I, be pressed for the minute if you want to wait for a moment. All right, right, right. <laughs> I'll press the minute. I suppose then onto Barry Landers and Old Mill. Um, on paper, um, you'd have to side with with Barry Landers, but Old Mill have got there on merit. Um, probably were a small bit outsiders in, in their quarter final. Um, and you mentioned. The, the, the benefit of having a quarterfinal. They got over Fiona Castleman, who were heavy, heavy victors in the first round. But by the Landers, um, topped their group with the defending champions in it. So you'd have to side with by Landers um, on paper. But it's even enough, Matt. Even enough, Jack. Um, if 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 you if you looked at the the results to date in in in, in the Limerick Senior Championship. Um, you'd ask yourself, where were all, where are all Mill going? Because they lost to Ballylanders in the group stages, six, eight, to eight points. But Jack, that result, that game will have absolutely no bearing whatsoever on what's going to happen in Croom on Sunday. None whatsoever. No, all Mill they drew with Elbys, lost to Ballylanders. Then bounced back and had a good win over Fiona Castleman in 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 the um, in the in in the quarter final, and like Mona Gay, Ballylanders had the direct route into the um, in into the semi final, um, which you know may not be ideal, and there'll be four weeks without a game, um, and um, they they you know obviously they had to. Probably fill in that time with challenge games, and at this time of the year, you know the difficulty. But you, you have the difficulty in getting challenge games, meaningful challenge games, first of all, because more, a lot of teams are out of the cha championships, and you, you have the problem in <coughs> also in in getting grounds at this time of the year. In that clubs and, and grounds committees are, are, are preserving their clubs for are, their grounds for for championship matches. So. Um, 
this will be a very, very interesting one as well. And like your big names on both sides, um, I suppose none bigger than on the Ballylander side. You, you, you've you Catty Mee, who led Limerick to an All-Ireland victory in 2018 and has probably been one of the most consistent footballers in the county for the last decade. Um, Andre O'Sullivan, who, you know, was one of the shining lights um, with, the, with, with, with the Limerick team. Uh, this year, Anya McGrath, like is 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 um, another All Ireland winner there, and um, there there would have a number of players that um, that would um, not very many that would have been there uh, are uh, there and thereabouts and involved when, when they won the three in a row, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. So, um, like the, they will have a wealth of experience. But you, you go over to the other side, and um, um, you look, um, you 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 rushing. Roisin Ambrose, you've Iris Kennelly, you've Sophia Hennessy, like there's uh, Edith Trent, um, like um, there's Alvanieri, there's an awful lot of very experienced players on, on, on the old middle side and they they will have got an awful lot of um, momentum and they will have built an awful lot of confidence. Um, I was talking to, to, to Roisin Ambrose actually in the Gaelic grounds on, 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 um, on Friday night and, and um, just making the point like that, you know, that it was a big thing for them to get over Fiona Castlemahan and get over the quarterfinal. So um, it's it's definitely not a six eight eight points um, game. I, I think this game could 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 quite conceivably right go down to the wire, Jack, because yeah. um, <coughs> all Mill will have learned from the first game, and and um, Obviously, they they learned to an extent that they got themselves back into the championship with with, with that win over Fiona Castleman. Yeah, and I suppose the, the nature of this game is that they knew going into that Islanders game that they were true regardless of the result. Whereas now it's do or die for both sides. But different mindset. You're absolutely correct, Jack. We'll move on to predictions, Matt, and I suppose we'll we'll start what happened last week and. This is how it went down for us. Um, you're the lead is closed in a small bit, Matt. Um, both said Newcastle in the in the football. You say or I said Kilimo in the intermediate. You said Father Casey's the Premier Junior. Both had Fina Kilmeady. And then in the hurling, uh, we both went for St. Pat's. They they lost. Um, I went for St. Kieran's in Caroline. Kieran's go on top. And then we both had Kilmeady and Newcastle in the Camogie. They both came to fruition. Um, four points between us. We're running out of time for me to catch you. We'll go into the Munster Championships and I think we'll call it quits there. But for this weekend, Matt, um, we'll look at the four the four semi-finals in the in the ladies football in the top two tiers, the senior and intermediate. And we just spoke about seniors, so we'll talk about the intermediate first. Um Mungert St. Paul's versus Ula. We'll start with um Mungert were obviously uh, winners last year, but Ula have come through a quarter final and again I don't want to harp on it too much. About that, but having having a game in a quarterfinal is could be key. That game is on a cap more. How do you see it going, Matt? Yeah, it, it is. It is. It, it is actually. And 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 Mungret, Mungret, um have had a longer layoff than anybody else, Jack. Oh, they because well. <coughs> they had a buy in the third round, and they had they had the job done in the first two rounds. So they've been out of action with six weeks, which. Which is ab- abs- absolutely huge. While while Ula have been been working away, Ula beat um, beat Nokeni in in the first round. They lost to Drum Bradford in the second round, and um, then they beat Father Casey's quite convincingly in 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 the quarter final. 
So um, I think that will be a very, very interesting game. Do you want me to make a prediction in it? Yeah, if you don't mind that. Yeah, I'm going with Mungret St. Paul's by two. I'm going to go with Mungret um, by one. Just that long, lengthy delay um, will affect anything. But once they can hit the ground running, you'd, if you're... Um, if you're in the Ula camp, you'll be saying hit the ground early and, and make use of your quarterfinal. But we'll, we're both side with Munger there. The other one, then, you're the defending champions, Drum Broadford against Maru Bohar. Um, Drum, the, the break is four weeks, still lengthy, but not what Munger have. And Maru Bohar beat um, Nakeni in the quarterfinals, 2 12 to 3 7. Um, they, they didn't, they, they, you know, um, they, 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 there wasn't the glove laid on them in the. In the um... In, in in the group stages, um, like um, they, they they beat um, drum drum no sorry they beat Nakeni in the group stages and they beat Ula in the group stages, and um, like um, they made it directly to 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 this to the semi final. Uh, look, they're, they're county champions for a reason, Jack, and I'm I'm going with them to win the game by three points, even though I'm 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 I'm, I'm pretty uh, conscious of the fact that. Um, that Maru Bohar have a string of county players in their ranks, which must be a help to them. But um, uh, Drum, Drum Bradford are a very, very workmanlike, very, very workmanlike side, excuse the pun, um, side. They, they, they work really, really hard. They, they certainly have taken a cue from their male counterparts of the past. Um, they, they, they mirror them in, 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 in many ways. I am going for Drum Bradford in that one, Jack. Yeah, I'll side with Drum Bradford um, by a point. Then we have um, the Old Middle versus Bellanders. We talk, talk about that game in depth. Obviously, Bellanders had a lot of points, six goals to spare in their in their group meeting. But in the semi-final, um, you imagine it's going to be closer, Matt? I do. I expect they'll have a goal to spare. Bellanders by three. I'm going to go Bellanders by two. Um, I think Old Middle are building. Like it's, it's easy to forget they're intermediate champions. Only a couple of years ago, so it's a huge stepping stone for them. But Bellanders have our perennial contenders and will look to make it back to the final the first time in, in three years. And then you have the big one, um, Monaghan versus St. Elby's in repeat of last year's final. Obviously, Elby's got over the line last year. Can he do the job again, or will Monaghan dethrone him? I think Monaghan will dethrone him, Jack. I, I'm, I'm going for Monaghan by two. Monaghan by two, says Matt. I'm gonna go by Elby's by two. Um, I think sometimes just. The, the benefit of the quarterfinal and the win over last year, like, um, very, very tough to call it. But that is, again, like, no offence to the rest of the games. That is the standout fixture of the round, no doubt, Matt. Um, this Sunday in uh, Clarina at 2 o'clock, morning game. Well, uh, any, any, any day you get a repeat of the previous year's final jacket has to be the standout. And, you know, there's, there's no apologies for that, you know. Um, like, I, I, I know Old Mill and, and, and Ballylanders will... Will love the situation. It's an ideal situation. All the attention is off them. It's on the other game, and um, they'll be working away nicely. Whichever one of them come through, um, leading up to the final. Yeah, and that's our predictions for this week. Anyway, Matt. Um, before we finish, I suppose um, you were we were touching touching about it um, off air, but the referees, Matt, um, come in for an awful lot of criticism. Um, we try to steer clear of that as best as we can, but like we know what happens, but. Just a huge, huge credit must go to referees in hurling football, ladies football, and camogie. And a lot of time, they're doing all four. But 
we can't get to all these games because there's so many of them, but there has to be a man in the middle. Um, you can play a game with, I, I suppose, you can, I think you start a game with 13 players, if I'm right, um, but you can't play a game without a ref. So just must give them huge credit because without them, we'd have none of these games that we look forward to every weekend. No, Jack, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more, you know, and I, I, I was involved in, in, in a discussion um, recently um, where, you know, people from another county were lauding um, the, 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 um, the standard of hurling in Limerick, obviously, which, which was music to my ears, uh, naturally. But um, I did make the point um, to them that we also had a very exceptionally good panel of referees. Now, I know they come in for criticism, um, but I think our referees, um, you know, I, I think we're blessed with an excellent panel of referees. And I know there's people screaming at us now saying, oh, Joe Bloggs, he, he shouldn't be, ever get the whistle and all that kind of stuff. But you're right, we can't have games without him. And the referees, like, they have really, really pushed out the boat in my opinion, this year, but because of the condensed nature of the championship. And you you must remember, Jack, and you said that the, 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 the referee, this game, that game, and the other game, but they put their shoulder to the wheel as well in that they help each other by being lines, by doing the line in, in, in the various games as well. Like, you know, they have the referees in this county, Jack, have put in a phenomenal Herculean effort on behalf of our games, um, in all four codes, um, uh, they do it year in, year out. Yeah, they do it year in, year out. But what 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 they have done um, in 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 the last, like some of the referees are doing three, four, five games a week mm. to keep the show on the road. You know, yeah. like it, it's only right that we acknowledge it. You know, and and say thumbs thumbs up to our referees and congratulations for a job a job very very well done. Look, they 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 come in for criticism, and um, you know, but invariably, Jack and where we have the benefit of action replay, the referees most of the time are proved to be right. Yeah, and, and the, you know. Those, those that direct criticism and and direct vitriol from from the sanctuary of being out in the sideline or up in the stand at at at, at referees are far removed from the action, and then the referees in, invariably are very very close to the action. And I always make that point in commentary that if 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 we have a doubt about a a, a decision, that the referee invariably has been beside it and he has he has seen. Something and um, like I've said, thumbs up to to the referees. Um, the referees in, in Limerick, we're we're blessed with a great panel of referees. Yeah, and I suppose they only come in for criticism because we care so much about our team and, and winning is so important in mm. in our culture. So it works both ways. So credit to all the people yeah. that go out and. Did you ever ask teams. yourself the question, how is it always losers or criticize referees? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. But um, before we finish, Matt, I just on a personal note, um, I just want to say um, you might have noticed that that kind of sad excuse of a of a beard I had is gone. Um, there's a few of us in Ballystein taking part in, in Movember. I'm sure most people are aware. Um, just the month in November to grow the mustache. Um, just I suppose to support um men's health in general and i suppose an emphasis on men's uh, mental health i suppose it's not always the fashionable thing to do is is to talk out when we need it so look we're just trying to raise awareness 
first and foremost and, and raise a bit of money just to support all the, the worthy causes because it's a very worthy cause so um there's a few of us there growing out of stash you can if you're if you're if you're willing to donate and um, be much appreciated you can go on to my twitter page it's a link in my bio or on the belly scene um facebook page it's a link there as well and i know john blackwell he was a certain conditioning coach with the Camogie team over the last few years he's done the, he's done the beard he has the beard he's accomplished that so he's died his hair for the charity so there's numerous ways about going about it i know other clubs are doing it so it's just it's for a good cause so i'd i'd um i'd invoke everyone just to give what they have to, to a great cause and matt you've already completed the the mustache so i would never ask you to shave it off yeah the, 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 it's a permanent fixture that has been there now with what jackie won't say how long <laughs> you don't want but, to give too much away but um, but it has changed color with time <laughs> with the uh, passage so of time between the most but, what, but Jack, what, what, what I say to you is fair play to you and, and fair to, fair play to all those that are involved because I suppose um, in the lead up to it now we'll have blackheads and we'll have blondes and we'll have redheads and we'll have blueheads and greenheads and the more green the better of course but you know <laughs> yeah. um, I say fair dues it's a very 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 worthy cause definitely worthy cause and, and, and anything that can help the fight against cancer because there isn't a family in this country um that hasn't been touched with it i'm an ex-cancer patient myself which mightn't be known but um it it is um you know it, it's an absolute worthy cause and we've got to keep up the fight and and um you know put, uh, raise as much money as we can for the scientists um to, to get a breakthrough with 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 what you can only describe jack as a scourge yeah and as you said it affects everyone we know and too many too many way too many families are affected by it but look we'll do we'll do whatever we can so as i said and there's a link in my bio and ballistines bio i know there's a few boys in kadayo pan skinnery doing it i'm sure everyone knows someone that's taking part for the worthy cause so um much thanks, and we, we, thanks. We, when are you shaving it off jack well sure i shaved already it has to grow like i mean i'm no it's not going to grow great um there's a couple of us doing it now that probably won't have great mustaches but hopefully the few of us um will will make up for that with strong um thick mustaches but as the weeks go on in treaty talk you will see that that'll that's, that's what i was just thinking should we rate the mustache week on week well i give it a solid zero anyway to start with matt um probably can't see it but hopefully this time next week um we'll have some semblance oh jack, jack if this consolation to you i i was the first thing i spotted <laughs> when you came on well my mother didn't really seem to spot it last night when i came home but um i'd say she prefers it without the as i said it's had excuse for a beer but anyways that's enough talk about mustaches and things we have plenty of action to forward this weekend obviously the ladies football semi-finals and senior and intermediate take center stage and we'll be back again next week to look forward to the junior a um hurling final and the senior camogie final so and many thanks again to everyone for tuning in and, and leaving their comments and stuff and thanks to Matt for joining me. We'll be in touch soon, Matt. Thanks, Jack. You're welcome. The impression again, we get all of what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. Two down to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me 
Went out there from the war court today. No more about them. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left?